you're listening to the Yak Legion Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Carell, and I am back. I know it's been a while, guys, but, you know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, my heart has grown fonder, and I hope yours have as well. And I'm back, and I'm getting back at, back to normal. <laughs> Life's been crazy this past year, but it's finally going back to normal. And I'm getting back into the kayak fishing game, getting back into podcasting. So here we go tonight, guys. We got Justin Lammers on, the kayak DIY guy. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel. He's a great guy. You know, I've met him before. He's been on the show uh, my first season of the podcast. I met him down there at iCast, and he's just a top-notch guy. A lot of things going on in the industry around Cincinnati. We have the Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Show, what's a national kayak fishing show now. You can catch Strictly Sail down there. Uh, They'll be down there this weekend at the Sharonville Convention Center. Uh, The doors open at noon tomorrow, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, They're selling their quality fishing kayaks, Hobie, Old Town, Feel Free, Three Waters, and New Canoe Brands. So if you guys are interested in a kayak, check them out. Raccoon Creek Outfitters is going to be out there as well, uh, along with a lot of other people, Vic Coomer Lures, and uh, it's going to be a good show. You know, it always is every year. The, The fishing expos are always a lot of fun here in Ohio, and Always brings a big crowd and a lot of people. Very, a lot of knowledgeable guys, that's for sure. Uh, coming up here soon is the Cincinnati Fishing and Tackle Expo. Uh, that's January 14th and the 16th. And that's at the Duke Energy Center. So uh, that'll be an exciting one, guys. I don't have a lot of information about it yet, but you can check them out on uh, Facebook at Cincinnati Tackle and uh, Fishing and Tackle Expo. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out, you know, before we get into the podcast, all the people that's helped, you know, Yak Legion over the years. You know, American Tackle, they're they're awesome for sending me back down to ICAST last year. And you know, they've really done a lot of a lot to help me over the years. And man, they're they're a great company. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, I've met all these guys that work for American Tackle and they just they they breathe blood sweat and they bleed blood sweat and tears uh the fishing man i mean i don't know how else to describe it these guys live for fishing and love their craft they love the sport and you can really tell through their products you know strictly sailing kayak they've helped me out quite a bit over the years and they've always been a good friend of mine the tasty family's top notch check them out at strictlysaleinc.com you know there's the the hoy family down there at raccoon creek you know I've uh, <laughs> had a good, interesting friendship with them over the years, but uh, you know they're they're awesome one. Definitely check them out. Uh, you know, there's a lot of companies that's kind of given me a hand over the years and helped me and just had my back basically. You know, it, it doesn't always come out to monetary value or you know to anything like that. Just being there for me and having my back and and, and helping me, I appreciate it, guys. Venom Lures is another one, you know. Um, Dustin Carnes up there in Lancaster, Ohio, you know, he's been good to me over the years and he's a great guy. They make a quality product. You know, he's an inventive guy. He's coming up with innovations, uh, for, for, not, for, uh, Venom Lures and, uh, the fishing industry, man. And, uh, I could see a lot of big things coming out of him in the future. 
to definitely check them out. And I'm sorry I missed anybody, but we'll get more into my sponsors later as we get back into the podcast game. I've got a lot of shows lined up. I've got a few guests here in the next few weeks, and I'm going to try to go back to my week-to-week schedule. So uh, hope to hear from you guys some more, and uh, hope you guys hear me some more. I'm glad to be talking to you guys again, and I'm glad to be back. So let's hear from Justin here. And this is a good interview. I know here it's snowy and it's quiet and it's cold here in southwestern Ohio. But let's get away for a little while down south. Let's go visit Florida with Justin Lammers. All right, we are here with Justin Lammers, the kayak DIY guy. Now, I saw him down there in ICAST this year. Me and Johnny went to ICAST 2021, and I met up with Justin. And, uh, you know, it's a real, real nice time meeting you, man. You had a big smile when you saw me. And I, I walked around the expo with you for a little while. And, you know, you let me borrow one of your mics for the week. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to take care of you, man. Oh yeah, now we've had uh, we've had Justin on the show before. I think you were on here my first uh, my first year of podcasting, and man, it was really really fun time having you on. I had a lot of fun with that conversation. I was excited to get you on the show again, man. Um, now down, heading down there to to iCast this year. Now you had some viral videos pop out of there, right? I did. I mean, some really crazy ones, like. Uh, almost, you could you could honestly say almost life changing. Um, and what's funny is the ones that I poured the most time into weren't the ones that went viral, and the ones that I spent the least amount of time on, those were the ones where I got more views than the Kardashians. Oh crap! How did you get more views than the Kardashians? What what was okay. it specifically? Yeah, so. You know, this iCast was a little bit small. It was, I'd say, about at least half the size of normal iCast because I think there were supply chain issues. There was all sorts of um, pandemic-related issues that affected uh, businesses to where they weren't looking to put a bunch of advertising dollars in, so they weren't going to iCast. And so... You didn't have a lot of the foreign people either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was it was just a little bit smaller iCast, and so it was kind of a a, a change in tactics. Because when I go to iCast, I usually target kayaks, and I'm looking for certain big brand kayaks that have something new that I know people are interested in. Because I have previous videos that show that people are interested in it. I always try to deliver interest, interesting topics, stuff that the viewers already have shown that they like. Well, when I got to ICAST, many of those businesses weren't there. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what am I going to do for this week? Because I booked a hotel for the whole entire week. So I started filming the smalls, like the small items, and not the kayaks, because there really wasn't much. And one of the items I filmed was this little robotic fishing lure. And this little robotic fishing lure was like a segmented bait and it swam on its own and it looked like a real live bait and it caught my attention and I was like oh I gotta film this this just looks kind of unique 
And I really don't have any other videos on my channel where I target something so niche. Like I don't show just a fishing lure. I mm -hmm. usually throw it into a bigger video. Well, I filmed it, I put it on my YouTube channel and well, my viewers really didn't seem to care about it because my viewers were into the bigger videos. But I took that same video pretty much and I threw it onto TikTok. And on TikTok, TikTok is all about short form video and it went crazy, but I didn't know it went crazy. And that's the best part. I uploaded it to TikTok. I only had 45 followers on TikTok at the time, which is like nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I put it up on TikTok and I went home and all of a sudden at 10 o'clock at night, like a day or two later, I get a call from one of the companies that had my business card, I'm guessing. And it was this fishing lure company. And they said, oh my goodness, thank you so much, Kayak DIY, for, for that video you uploaded. I'm like, what, what? And they said, the fishing lure video. And I looked on my YouTube first because I'm all about YouTube. TikTok wasn't really in my mind. And on YouTube, I was like, well, this thing's got like no views. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and they said, no, you put it on TikTok and it has 14 million views right now. And I go, what? And I like screamed, like almost like an excited little girl or something. <laughs> like my wife woke up during the night because we were in bed at the time. And my wife wakes up and she like hits me with a pillow. Like, what the heck? And the guy says, yeah, uh, to me, he goes, no, it's on TikTok. It's going crazy. And I went and I logged in at 45,000 followers. I went from 45 total to 45,000 in a matter of a day or so. And then fast forward a few days later, and that video hit like 34 million views, 400,000 shares and 21,000 likes. Wow. And the company did something even cooler because I filmed that video just to be nice because I saw a cool product and I often do this. I don't charge companies a lot. Like people are like, they understand YouTubers make money. A lot of the ways that we make money is by partnering with companies. Maybe we put an ad in the video or maybe we earn some commission maybe from the product. I had no strings attached. I just filmed it because it was a cool product. And the company said, if you bring food to the table, you're going to eat at the table. That's the words they said. And it was such a blessing because that one 52 or 50 some second video helped pay our mortgage multiple times over in a two week period oh. from sales. Holy crap, dude. That's yeah. amazing. Now, what do you think now you're a YouTube guy? What do you think about the explosion that's TikTok? Now, TikTok is getting big. And I admit, dude, I, I spend more time on TikTok than I do YouTube now. So, it, you know, right when you feel like you got comfortable with one thing, then the world changes. And mm -hmm. it seems like short form content is what people are consuming most now. Well, people they don't were, have an attention span anymore. You know, well, it's everybody just wants a 30 second video and anything longer than 30 seconds, you know, they're on to the next video. They're swiping. Exactly. Them. It's made Swipe. it so hard to, to keep people's attention because I think it's actually rewiring and changing their brains on how their attention is. And they're so used to just flicking, flicking, grabbing bulk content, like bulk information in a matter of a 30 second video and then boom, onto the next one, onto the next one. And so it's making it very hard to actually create adventure videos or anything longer form, which is 
really what I want to share with people because I want to share them actually seeing the product being used and not just be like, here's this new boat. Check this out. It does this, 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 and done. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like I'm so like, there's so much info that I want to talk about, but I can't because it's so hard to keep their attention for that. Like, and to make that video, I almost find it harder to make the video short and get out all the info. I don't know. Like it's, it's weird. Present the most uh, important info as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have to talk like an auctioneer. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty amazing, man. Uh, I'm on TikTok, and my buddy John, uh, he's just exploding on TikTok. And what's really, uh, really doing successful for him is he's doing videos of his miniature horses and like horse videos and like pet videos or just animals in general do really well and so babies. Big. So, and, and babies, babies yeah yep. on TikTok and, babies uh, and animals yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know they get a lot of followers man and uh, oh, holy yeah. cow you know a lot more than fishing sadly you know there's some people on there that, that are doing good with fishing uh christine fisher she's on TikTok and she does all kinds of cool videos and she's got a big following yep but there's not a whole lot not, not many fishermen that's on there yet Yep. But back and to ICAST, man. Uh, yeah, you mentioned there really wasn't a lot going on this year, and it was small. And, of course, this was my first time going. Uh, American Tackle was generous enough to invite me down there, and uh, I thank them for it. American Tackle, you know, you heard me mention them in the, in the intro, and uh, they're just a top-notch company. And thank man. you guys again for inviting me down. But this was my first year, and, uh, you know, it seemed like there wasn't nothing real impressive. You know, kayak industry-wise, you know, Ike, they had the Ike, Ike and Nelly, um, Pro, Hobie Pro Angler 14, and then I think New Canoe had a yep. camouflage pattern, but there really wasn't nothing that jumped out to me. Yeah, so what I can say is, like, New Canoe had their camo pattern. They did have a, a new motor made by Newport. And it yeah. kind of resembles the Torquedo, but it costs a lot less. It's at about $700 and you can use different batteries. Um, so that was kind of a, a little mini highlight that wasn't didn't get a lot of attention, but it was kind of cool um, because the Torquedo is a great product, but a lot of people can't afford it. Um, and so Newport had one that resembled Torquedo a lot. In fact, I don't know how they get away with it necessarily from patents and all that stuff but um that was one of the things that stood out to me also boat had their inflatable pedal kayak the lono arrow uh and i was looking at those those are pretty sweet boats an interesting company uh they so, made all kinds of inflatable uh boats and kayaks and all kinds of stuff yeah in fact actually i had i set up a wish list of kind of things i saw there and one of the things i'm going to be getting from boat is actually i'm going to be getting their boat dock and some of their inflatable chairs. And my plan is I want to camp out on them. I'm basically going to move my island around. Oh, so, yeah, like a floating island? Basically, yeah. So Boat oh, makes sweet. an inflatable dock that's 10 by 10, which is plenty enough to be able to put a, a, a tent and maybe some other things on there. And I have my inflatable boat too, which we can talk about maybe later if you want. Um, but I can put it on the boat, inflate it somewhere, and I can have my own island because in the Gulf here, some of the islands you can't camp out on. So basically, I, I can camp out on my own island. 
in the most beautiful areas. Now, what did you think of the Jackson Apex? The Jackson Apex tier. Uh, so, the, yeah, uh, the Apex, you know, Jackson, they're both owned by, you know, Eric Jackson. But uh, the Apex is definitely, that's a whole different company. It's the one that does the carbon fiber. It's like $11,000. I'll say it's, it's fast. I expect it to be fast, though, because it's carbon fiber, super lightweight, and doesn't have scuppers. Um, so it just self bails out the back of the deck. I like the design of it a lot. You can never get me to spend that kind of money um, for that. I feel like I don't. I don't know. It just I'm maybe not their customer. They maybe have a very niche customer base, and I'm not exactly sure yet who those customers are. Um, yeah, it, have, it's a different company than Jackson Kayak. Now it is Eric Jackson's company. Correct. Yeah. Um, now, I do like a lot of Jackson kayaks, but man, fishing-wise, because I'm more of a fishing-type kayaker, yep. I just didn't see, I just didn't see that as an option for me. Yeah, I mean, it had cool features about it. You could in inlay uh, um, your sonar, and you could shoot through the hull. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a really cool piercing bow design, which actually resembles the Olympic uh, kayaks, which Eric Jackson actually is an Olympian for paddle sports. Um, and you know it has some cool features like I really like the fact that the deck is open in the back because I don't like to just uh, go kayak fishing I I even like doing diving and being able to climb up the back was cool and I even think with being a parent and having kids it'd be easy for the kid to swim up um, you know onto the back and jump off so as I you know kind of become a parent as I as I change my 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 things I look for in a kayak change because I enjoy spending time with my family I enjoy doing a bunch of different things on the water and I like some of the design features of it it's just the price point it 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 was something that I didn't I didn't personally value it enough to spend that kind of money I think I could have got a roto molded version of that spent a lot less and been happy like if it had some of those features like i just simply am looking actually for a kayak that has a swim up back platform because i i really think that'd be cool for not just fishing but then i'd be able to use it in my diving and as a parent just being able to have it be a kayak that kind of works in multiple ways you know there's not a lot of kayaks that are really great uh for getting in and out of the water and that was yeah. kind of a cool thing about that Apex kayak is it had the open back. You could just slide in and out. And I could see scuba divers really utilizing that thing. Yeah, utilizing that design type feature. I don't know that they would do it on, on the Apex because, you know, you got heavy tanks bouncing up against the carbon fiber. That would just make me anxious after spending $11,000. Um, so I'd like to see a rotomolded version with those with those features but apex will never do it but maybe another company will have a swim up back platform i think that would be really cool um granted my like i said my needs are are unique i mean a lot of people are maybe that are listening are just into kayak fishing and they don't care about the diving and the swimming aspects so um yeah it just just depends I have a broad range of listeners. Mainly it is fishing guys yeah. and gals, but uh, you know, I like to cover everything in the kayaking industry because I don't just like to fish on kayaks. You know, I've had yep. people that travel through British Columbia and down the Mississippi River on kayaks and never caught a fish. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, what else there? Uh, come, what so, comes to mind from iCast that really caught your mind? Design features. Mm -hmm. So other design features that I see that kayak companies could implement. So for example, the SKU. The SKU had side scuppers for draining water off the deck. The benefit there is the, the scuppers are not creating drag because they're side scuppers. They're going out the side gunnels. Mm -hmm. So every single scupper that you have on a sit on top fishing kayak slows down that kayak and decreases efficiency of paddling. And so that's why some of these big fishing kayaks are such barges to paddle because they have so many scuppers and it creates tons of drag. So the SKU was one of the first rotomolded small watercrafts I've seen that had self-bailing deck that had scuppers going out the sides instead of down through the bottom of the hull, which would create drag. Well, that's so, interesting. Yeah, so I saw that and I was like, wow, that would be a really cool design Scoop implemented in other future kayaks. Mm -hmm. um, the let's see the other things that i saw gosh i'm trying to remember now i mean it was how about just in the fishing industry itself what do you think was the most impressive thing down there did you get to meet jimmy down there jimmy, jimmy... Houston? no bill i didn't get to meet him no i got to meet bill dance and i interviewed him and that ended up really funny so oh, you interviewed bill Yes, but get this. You want to talk about a life-failing moment, like a moment where you're just like soul-crushing, just, oh, man, I can't believe that <laughs> happened. In front of, like, your fishing hero. Oh, no. I interviewed him, and I even... So he was getting bombarded by people, and I told him that I would donate $50 to any charity that he wants if you let me ask him one question in an interview. And so... I ended up asking him the one question, and it was, for a guy that can have anything in the industry, what excites you when you come to an event like ICAST? Because for me, as I grow in the kayaking industry, I get people approaching me all the time that want me to put products on videos. And so I feel like a lot of the market is attainable for me versus when I started, I had limited budget. I you know, wasn't able to get things so now when stuff gets sent to me, I'm almost bombarded so much that stuff has to impress me quite a bit for me to take the time to film it. Yeah. Well, I see the same thing, but on a larger scale for Bill Dance. And so I asked him that question, you know, what interests you? And he said that the Garmin Pan Optics was the system that he absolutely always blew him away. The second came out and he says it keeps getting better. And it said, he said that lakes that he thought he knew really well he realized he didn't know at all when he got the panoptics because it showed so much more detail but the part that was the soul crushing moment was i'm interviewing him and my mic batteries go dead oh and so i have a whole bunch of video with no audio and then he lets me the next day i bump into him and he goes oh hey and I, I said, you'll never guess. I said, in real Bill Dance blooper fashion, I said, my batteries went dead. Because, <laughs> you know, he does bloopers. And he laughed and he goes, he walked away. He walked away from a business meeting to do a second interview with me. Wow. I was Man, he's so a top impressed. guy. Like that showed so much character that he was willing to walk away from a business meeting with that probably meant dollars. 
significant dollars. You know, the, I mean, it was definitely a serious meeting. Everyone had their, their binders open, you know, that he walked away from it to do a second interview with me because he could see how crushed I was that that happened. And I never, I wasn't asking him for a second interview. He, he demanded, he's like, no, we'll do a second interview. Wow, man, just the character of that guy. So, yeah, so I'm telling you this actually, because to me, I want to promote, you know, what I, you know, what I saw, like the Bill Dance I saw on TV, I already liked the Bill Dance I saw at iCast, absolutely fell in love with, (laughs) like the guy is amazing. So, hey, he and, sounds and, like a sweetheart, man. That sounds awesome. Yeah, um, he I donated to St. Jude's. St. Jude's is his, his charity that he loves. So, <laughs> me and Johnny caught uh, Scott Martin out in the parking lot drinking, oh, you know, yes. tipping back on some whiskey out there, man. He's eighty <laughs> some years old out there in the Florida heat, and he's tipping back a flask or something out there in the parking lot. And, <laughs> you know, we got pictures of him. We was bullshitting with him for a few minutes, and man, talk about a badass! That guy's a legend. Living legend for sure. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. iCast was a great experience, man, and it's definitely a memory that I'll cherish forever. And it was cool meeting you out there, man. And I appreciate it. You, you let me use your microphone. I actually got oh, a, a new microphone for the coming up expos. We got the uh, Cincinnati National Fishing Expo coming up tomorrow, and uh, I'll be down there doing some interviews, talking to some people, and doing my thing doing the whole podcast thing and uh it's gonna be a lot of fun man so let's get into you a little bit man i know you've uh you've had your youtube channel for a good while now you're developing a tiktok presence i see you've done a lot of videos for bixby lately what's your relationship with them and how do you feel about those motors okay yeah definitely so oh gosh so I think 2016, maybe it was, or 2015, um, Bixby came to their first iCast, I think it was, and I saw the product, and I had already saw glimpses of it, like on like Kickstarter or something. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is like right up my alley. I liked the idea that it was one motor that could be used in multiple different ways. So I ended up, I purchased first, actually, the, the Swimjet, which was the handheld model after seeing the product. And the Swimjet was a handheld motor. Uh, it was a handheld battery pack and the motor could attach to that. And you could take it down to, I think a depth of around a hundred feet. Um, and it basically was- I've seen was, your West Keys video when you, yeah. you were underwater snorkeling with that thing. That was cool. Yeah. It was it was awesome. I loved it. And I made that video with no connection to Bixby. I made the video because I liked the product. And Bixby saw that video and contacted me and said, hey, we want to start utilizing you to test some of our mounts. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I had bought the product, bought the motor, bought the the handheld uh, diving setup, and they gave me the mounts to start testing on various kayaks. So that was the relationship kind of start. And then they opened up an ambassador program and I want to be full, you know, fully open and transparent. So they pay me commission when they sell via my videos now. But well, I understand. I'm non-biased because I literally bought it with my own money. <laughs> like, yeah, you were interested in the product. I was first. already interested in it. And really, there's no other one that really did it at what it did. I mean, some people would say, oh, Torquedo does. And Torquedo has a cult-like following because they help sponsor the big kayak bass fishing. Yeah, And so I feel like that kind of 
it's a great advertisement for him. But I don't think Torquedo stacks up to Bixby the same because Bixby is more versatile. Torquedo is less versatile, but it does have more torque. Yeah, everyone I know that kayak fishes uses the torquedos, and I was looking like alternatives. And I, well, a lot of people are going towards the uh, the trolling motors now for the spot lock. Yep. And uh, you know, Bixby's another option that I thought was interesting because, like you said, you can use it for different things. It's not just set up for your kayak. I mean, you can go scuba diving with that sucker and go down a hundred feet in the water with it. Yeah, now they did discontinue the swim jet, which I was kind of upset about, but I have a feeling they're going to do a redesign and create uh, some new future one. You know, I, I have a feeling that's something they're going to do. Um, because, you know, I think the one argument on the swim jet was that the ergonomics of it for scuba divers, it didn't have the, uh, the best still ergonomics for scuba divers. Like some people wanted to have it where you could clip into you and be able to have it pull you on your on your scuba BC. And some of the others were offering that, and they really didn't have a great solution for that. Um, so I think eventually it might get redesigned. They have the the capabilities of it because they created a modular motor, but they discontinued the, the swimming model at the moment. Um, and I think they're just putting their focus on capturing the whole industry on, on the mount side for small watercraft. So anybody interested in the Bixby Motors, how can they find out more information? Uh, well, they can message me direct if they want on uh, on the social media, like Instagram or whatever. They can they can message me direct and they can ask me loads of questions. I don't care. I'm happy to talk about it. Um, or they can go to Bixby.com um, and they can try to get the information there. Yeah, Justin, you uh, he has loads of experience with him. So if you guys have any questions, don't be afraid to hit him up. He's an awful friendly guy. He always responds to my messages. So. <laughs> I love connecting with people. Absolutely love it because making YouTube videos, I don't really get that connection. I upload my video. I might be able to comment and reply to some people, but I still don't feel like I quite get that connection. I would like to do live videos, but I had issues doing live videos. I had people that were not the nicest and I don't know why like I had people oh, trying okay. to dox me and give my address out and threaten me um, so I and they even like threatened my family like my my sister and stuff they gave her address out and it was like so doing live I want to do live to connect with my viewers but it, it, it also really hurts because like I have people trying to like threaten me and put my family <laughs> my family Man, safety. I hate that yeah yeah and so that was that was a little bit of a concern so i kind of stepped back from doing that for a while i hope i can get back into doing live because i really enjoyed like in the moment i'm on a boat i'm going down the canals or something testing out product and people get to ask questions they can be like i heard the battery floats on the big speed does it really float can you throw it in the water and i throw it in the water and show them and they're like oh my goodness that's so cool so like I like being able to in the moment answer questions and engage with people, but man, uh, don't let the trolls stop you, man. They're just yeah. people are jealous of success. Yeah. You know, you got a good thing going on. You got a lot of followers, and you're a genuinely good person. I've met you in person. I can vouch for that. You know, people are just jealous of that, man, and they're nasty and they're cruel. Yeah. And when they're when they're behind a the screen and they're trolling on the internet, there's no filter. 
because yeah. there's no consequence to their actions. You know, you know what I mean. You can't, you can't knock some of these people out <laughs> like yeah. I would in real life. <laughs> you said some of the things they've said to me in my face. You know, I'd knock the knock the hell out of them. You know what I mean? And yeah. now people are hidden behind a screen, and people would just think they could say anything. Yeah. So like, you know, I I kind of was like yearning for a little bit more connection with people sharing what I love, and so about a year or so ago around the time the pandemic was starting um, which was terrible timing to have to start this but we started a, a rental delivery business the wife and I did and so I do kayak deliveries in our area to all the vacation homes we have 400 miles of canals and so there's there's actually more canals than there are roads <laughs> oh, wow and uh, so awesome. all these homes have you know water access and these people come down and so they rent kayaks and we can deliver kayaks faster than they can probably get a pizza and so that's been a really fun way for me to be able to connect with people even though it's not under the kayak diy name it's just me sharing my passion and having more one-on-one i can bring and surprise kids with fishing rods when they come down um, sometimes as you were talking prior or so um, I do fossil hunting with my buddy Mike, who runs a channel called I Hunt Dead Things. And, yeah, I was uh, going to bring that up next. I was going to lead yeah. into your uh, scuba diving with the Bixby, right? And I know you like yeah. to do fossil hunting. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess um, it'll kind of interlink a, a little bit. Um, but long story short, um, when I do some of these deliveries, some of these kids go home from their vacation in Florida with some pretty sweet stuff. <laughs> like sometimes it's worth oh, more boy. than the kayaks. So I've actually, I, I actually gave away a mammoth tooth to a, a kid from Minnesota that was wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. Oh, and he, his parents okay. rented a kayak and, and I happened to see the Jurassic Park shirt. So of course I'm like, oh my goodness, I have some stuff in my truck from my recent dive. And so he went home with a mammoth tooth. I've given away Megalodon teeth that, you know, tons of Megalodon teeth, sometimes worth more than the rentals as well. Yeah, but there's it, some it, money in that, Megalodon teeth. Well, there's money in all fossils. Yeah, it, oh man, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's literally, what we're, what we're calling down here is we're calling it black gold. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Florida black gold. It's all over if you know where to kind of look and how to look, you know. And so, yeah, we, we do scuba diving. Um, well, so not everyone has to scuba dive. Some people will just shovel gravel in creeks, um, but we like to go a little bit deeper. So we'll do like 10 to 15 feet of water. Sometimes we'll be on some of the rivers and we'll look for gravel and literally on the bottom of the, the rivers are mass, like massive mammoth teeth, mammoth leg bones. I mean, like the leg bones are, are about half the length of me. Wow. I mean, they have, they have ball heads on them the size of basketballs. I mean, these are these are huge bones that we're finding, and, and we get to keep it. The state of Florida lets us keep what we find for the most part. We have to report it, um, but we get to keep all this really cool uh, pieces of history, and we get to share it with people. And She's so, got a garage full of mastodon bones. Mastodon, so Mastodon's more rare than Mammoth, and Mastodon was kind of a Mammoth-like uh, elephant, but the teeth look distinctly different from uh, from Mammoth. Uh, Mastodon almost have a human-like tooth um, with the cusps, and then Mammoth have more of these like weird, um, flatter teeth. I don't know how to describe it, but 
yeah, we, we find all this stuff and we legally own it. And three of our friends have been attacked by gators in the process. Oh, anything serious? I love a good game. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you, if anyone wants to look it up, our buddy Jeffrey Hine, uh, who runs Shark Co. Um, he runs a little business where he takes, he finds fossilized teeth and he sells them in order to help fight the poaching of current day sharks. And he is a, a fossil enthusiast. Jeffrey Heim was diving during gator mating season, probably in the least best area. Like you probably should not have been in this area at that yeah. time. Um, but he had asked us, you know, are there anything there? And my buddy said, yeah, there should be some fossils there. Well, he went alone, everything, and he got bit on the head. Oh. By a large gator, like seven footer at least. And it spun him around, tore his uh, neoprene hood off. He had a GoPro running at the time, and it took the GoPro off, um, which adds to the story. Um, and so the GoPro's lost. He it, There's blood fill in the water, and uh, some people heard him yelling, and they were able to drag him out because he was reasonably close to a, a restaurant area. And they drug him out, and he lived, but he was in rough-looking shape for a while. Um, but he, he told us, he told me and my buddy Mike and stuff that there was his GoPro that was lost. And so we dove like the next day in the gator attack area and we're diving off this John boat, keep looking, keep looking. And um, I think eventually his hoodie was found. Eventually the, the GoPro was found, not by me or anything. Um, but we did get the GoPro back. Um, and then in the process, a ridiculously amazing discovery was, was found. It was a, a whale that was never known to have existed in that area. And this whale had like nine inch, like the, the tooth or like some of the root was like nine inches. And it was just sitting there right on the bottom, the jaws, everything. And paleontologists, I guess, wanted to seize it um, from my buddy Mike. Uh, but I guess they missed the deadline. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they he's missed got the, that thing. So he gets keep it and it's been appraised pretty high. Wow. So Man, it's there's kind so many. It's like the one, the like the one place on Earth, right, that we haven't discovered yet. Like that we haven't so much now, history down here, and that's on sea. Yeah, I mean, my my buddy up north in the Panhandle, he does uh, metal detecting. He found a Roman coin and sent it to me. It's like, how did Roman coin get here? And then, uh, you know, there's Spanish ships off the Treasure Coast area that have, um, you know, tons of gold and silver and stuff. And uh, another YouTuber, D Almighty, was diving there, who I've met. And uh, we got, you know, wild monkeys in Florida that were introduced in the 1930s. And it was That's just, an interesting story. I saw that episode yeah, on the YouTube channel. There's just so much cool stuff in Florida that no one seems to know about. Everyone seems to know about Disney World and Key West. And they're, like, yeah, missing I mean, out on... Missing I understand out. why people thought it was the Fountain of Youth. Because yeah. when me and John went down there, it's almost like the air is so rejuvenating. It's almost like being in a spa the whole time we're down there. Yeah. And the, the the grounds and the fields are so nutrient-rich that crops and fruits can be grown there. 
I imagine people went to Florida and they ate from the fruit and they ate from the bountiful feasts that Florida provided. And man, it felt like they were, they were young again. They yeah. it felt like the fountain of youth. Yeah, I mean, for me, I just love that, you know, when, when I grew up as a kid, I grew up in Iowa and Iowa's a great place to raise a family. And my parents gave me a great life, but I didn't see a future for me there. Like I was reading, you know, about treasure hunting and adventure books. And I was like, how is my life going to do that here? And I just, life slowly moved me to Florida. I don't know how it happened. It just kind of did. Um, and it's just been one adventure after the other. And the more I go to these adventures, uh, the more I meet other people that introduce me into some other one. And it's just been so much fun. Like, wow, it's, it's crazy. That's one of my dreams. I keep trying to convince my wife to move to Florida and she don't want to leave the family, but man, I want to get down there and follow the adventure, you know, travel through the jungles, wrestle snakes and alligators and go fishing for tarpon. Like another random thing too. So like, um, maybe some people don't even know much about me, but like, so I, you know, in, in, well, when I was in college, I worked in rotomolding molding and plastics. That's how I paid for college. That's how I gained a knowledge base on kayaks because I knew plastics and roto molding. Hmm. And, but then I went to school and I got a degree totally unrelated. I ended up becoming a nurse and I have a BSN in nursing, actually eight years of university education because I took the scenic route. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, and uh, nursing and YouTube kind of moved us down to Florida um, and then I slowly phased out of nursing, and now I, I, I maintain a, 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 a basically a license in nursing, but I don't really work there. I'm not really scheduled um, at the local hospital. But at the local hospital, what I was going to say is there was another story that I thought was even interesting. So one of my coworkers ended up on uh, I think it was Expeditions Unknown, um, which is a TV show because yeah. he was reading a book that was about tr hiding treasure. And this guy in this book, I think it's called The Secret, he, he, this author drew like basically a treasure map. And you had to decipher in the book where this treasure was hidden, but he hid basically these gemstones all around the US, usually in like national parks, different areas. and. It took almost 20 years, I think, for them to be found because the illustrator wouldn't even give up the info and the uh, main author actually died. So like only like some of the state had the um, history and the knowledge of where this stuff was. And my my coworker, her husband actually read the books, became like just enthralled in the adventure of it and found one of them. And he thinks the other one is actually in St. Augustine. Wow, that's awesome. Where did he yeah, find so, where so he find his ass? Um, I'm trying to remember where it was, but it was like I think in a fountain area. Um, I want to say maybe maybe it was Cleveland area. I don't know. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where he found the one, but he ended up getting on the show, and he's pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure after looking at the the illustration that was in the book that it is indeed in. Uh, in St. Augustine. It's just a matter of where. And so you have to look at this book to kind of really get all the clues and try to decipher where it is. 
And I mean, mind you, this is almost a 20 year old book or more or older. Wow. So I'll have to check that out, man. Yeah. So it's another adventure. Like Florida keeps delivering adventures. That's the basis of this whole thing that I'm basically saying is the more I'm down here, the more excited I get. And then all these boats and kayaks and everything else I get to review is just an added bonus to the adventure because you know it's not about the stuff that you have i mean it's it's about you know it, it's to me it's about the adventure and i can do that in any boat and any in, in anything so but you're right that's, there the that's what drives you man you're where you need to be yeah so that's what drives me and then i just try to show the stuff being used and then you know if people like it great i'm not going to push them to, to buy it or you know anything with the youtube channel it just, I try to just use the stuff. I try to get my hands on the stuff that I need to do the next adventure. Wow, man. I like how you phrased that. Yeah. Now, you started out the kayak DIY guy, and you did a lot of inexpensive, like, mods to kayaks and stuff. Um, do you have any future plans for next year, like any DIY projects? Yeah. I mean, I got some lithium batteries sitting in the garage that I want to play around with. Um, so I'm thinking possibly some motor related um, vessels. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not. I don't want to just convert a kayak into a motorized kayak. Like that's been done. I, I mean, being a dad too, I, I've even thought about making like um, tiny boats, like for fun, like micro boats, because I've seen that that's like a trend right now. Some people are like making like smaller like skiffs, solo skiffs, um, but like even maybe shrunken down and like make one for my daughter as well and make make one for me i don't know like that that's some of the stuff that excites me um but then let's see i um i got well I, i'll tell you i got like uh jet ski hall that i want to like hack apart and maybe make into like a solo skiff i got like a sunfish old sailboat that i got for free which is like flat fiberglass hall i want to make that into something wow um, so like i'm kind of slowly collecting things to be able to make future videos i just don't have all the components to do it yet um but i want to start making like custom stuff you know like showing people that they don't have to just go and spend a bunch of money to to buy something you know you don't have to buy a hobie or anything to be happy and have a good time out on the water you could possibly build it yourself too so that's what I want to shift back the focus to a little bit. I think that's where the roots of the channel kind of were a little bit. It was more into the DIY. I think we deviated away from that a little bit. Yeah, that's um, what brought me to you. You know, yeah. you, you were doing inexpensive stuff. And, you know, you look at the kayak fishing industry and the kayak and the kayaking industry, there's always a super expensive um, solution. Yeah, a solution to everything. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times you don't need a fancy $50 crate. You can use a milk crate. Yeah, and strap yeah. it to the back of your kayak to put your fishing tackle in. And just little things like that you could do and mod mod your kayak out and not break the bank. That's what yeah. I like about your channel originally. But all your other stuff's pretty interesting too. You know, the scuba stuff and um, all the all the product advertisement. Yeah. That's great, man. But I'd like to see you do some DIY projects again too. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, it, it's... Yeah, I think it's just it's something that's needed for the channel. And uh, as I said, I am going to plan for this year to do stuff with the boat dock once I get it. Um, I, I want to do some camping stuff, show some different setups because 
there really is not much content out there on that type of, you know, like raft camping type of adventure stuff. I mean, it, it's more like you're, you're on land camping. You know, I want to show like some budget friendly options to be able to camp out on the water. You know, man, that would um, be sweet. There was a guy on YouTube. He made a raft. He made his own pontoon. Yep. And uh, he had like a camp stove out there. I mean, it was basically a camper on the water. Yep. And I actually seen somebody put a freaking camper on a, p- p- a pontoon, pontoon and yeah. took it out there on the water. No, that's a great idea, actually, for like a houseboat. I mean, if you have the machinery to be able to drop one on there and do it, you'd have to find one that, you know, isn't going to overweight the pontoon. But I mean, you can just add another central pontoon flow to make it a tri tune. Um, you know, so there's solutions there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we live on the water, so we have options there. We're going to be putting a dock and a boat lift in and maybe possibly some shore power. So as I get my house set up too, for, you know, accommodating some of that stuff, I might be able to take on some bigger projects. Like I might be able to take on a houseboat project just for something fun. Um, I might be able to, you know, and granted, you know, they're not kayaks, the name's Kayak DIY, but I, 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 I want to share kayaks. And I'm going to continue to share the new kayaks that come in, but I also have to be true to myself. Like I like all sorts of different crafts. It's for me, it's what makes me happy getting on the water and what I can do with my family. And sometimes it's hard to do that just from kayaks as well at the moment. So I'm going to be sharing a wide array of on the water stuff, I think on the channel, but I will always continue to stay true to those roots too and share the kayaks that come in. So if I think there's new and interesting uh, models of kayaks, they will be able to get that info from the channel. Um, But I do think I'm going to branch out a little bit. I don't blame you at all, man. I love my kayak, but I like getting on John boats too. And I want to get eventually a nice, like 19 foot bass boat. I'm not sure about a bass boat, but you know, maybe a walk through windshield design, something for catfish. I yep. can take out on Lake Erie or down the Ohio River. Yeah. I like, so, like everything. I have connections in the in the John boat industry. Uh, Tiny Boat Nation um, actually invited me to be part of their tin can crew, um, which is basically a, a group of a few influencers in social media. Um, that do like DIY and I haven't quite figured out exactly yet where I'm going to fit in in that group Um, possibly more in the saltwater division maybe maybe small fiberglass builds compared Mm -hmm. with maybe some John Boat stuff Um, but uh, I'm slowly kind of learning that space um, through talking with those guys I mean like every single day we have a, a chat going just seeing the latest news the tiny boat nation uh, has their own website with their own e-commerce they have all sorts of really cool customizable stuff like they have shallow water uh, anchor poles that are manual you know because maybe not every guy can afford a fancy electric one yeah no kidding i mean so they got all sorts of cool stuff and i mean you can buy a john boat it's a tomato steak (laughs) yeah yeah i mean yeah, you could go as cheap as that, or like they have a solution that kind of mounts to your your jumbo, but it, uh, you know, it's it's kind of, it's it's idiot proof, like, and it, it's not going to break, you know, either because it's there's no electrical, like it's just it's rugged like a jumbo, <laughs> and so they have a lot of cool stuff out there. They even have like drop-in live well setups. 
but yet you get to like frame out your own deck. So they're all about DIY as well. And so I really like kind of being a part of that. I just haven't figured out yet how I can contribute on that. Um, and so I'm continuously talking with them um, and, and seeing um, what we can do with that part of the, the industry. Well, that's interesting. Tiny boats. That's like Tiny, yeah, kayaks. Yeah, yeah. so it's Tiny Boat Nation is the name of the YouTube channel. And then he created what's called the Tin Can Crew, which is also its own channel. And it's a series of, you know, small boat enthusiasts um, that are like YouTubers or social media guys that like doing DIY stuff. And so we're going to hopefully be getting content out onto there as well. Well, that's awesome, man. Everybody check that out. Keep an eye out for it. Uh, I know we've run on about an hour now, Justin. Uh, how can people follow you online? So they can find me at Kayak DIY on YouTube and then pretty much Kayak DIY on Instagram, Facebook. On Facebook, we have a Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash Kayak DIY. It's like 30,000 some people in there. Um, you know, if you have questions, it's a great place to kind of brainstorm and get ideas for your, your kayak builds. Um, I so, joined that years ago and yeah. uh, I've learned a lot from that over the years. There's a lot of good information there. Yeah. And you might find me on there. I'll probably be jumping on to, you know, talk on, you know, various topics and it, I might answer some of your questions on there. 100% man I know I had to say it at least once this podcast right 100% <laughs> I had a guy last year at a fishing tournament and uh, he was talking to me for a while and he's like you know what Zach I'm kind of disappointed I'm like what why he's like you hadn't said 100% one time today <laughs> apparently I say that a lot in my podcast I tried not to say it this time Oh, and uh, shout out to American Tackle as well. I was going to say it, um, but they were even cool guys when I met them. They actually gave uh, some of their latest uh, fishing rod guides and stuff for my neighbor who is a retiree that works out of his garage and works on fishing rods. And they heard about him that he's, you know, like my best friend, almost like a grandpa figure to me. And so they actually gave him a bunch of the newest stuff that hadn't hit the market yet so he could play around with it. And he really appreciated that. So, yeah, Amer American Tackle and stuff, you guys are awesome. Yeah, American Tackle rocks, man. You could tell everybody I've met in that company, are just, they're just so passionate about fishing. Fishing, they're so passionate about what they do. And you can really tell in their products, man. All 100%. right, guys. <laughs> but until next time, guys, keep your wets, uh, keep your lines wet, and have a good evening. <laughs>